Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 8.30 p.m. here, March the 1st, 2022, here in Ontario, Canada. Thank you for joining me tonight. More restrictions are being lifted today all across Ontario, Canada. Well, good evening. Thank you for joining me. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. I hope everybody had, uh, well, a good weekend too, you know, but I know this is Tuesday. And, um, of course, going into, oh, the middle of the the week, Wednesday, the dreaded Wednesday, the hump day in between the two weekends. Kind of tough to to get over that hump. But, um, you know, things, you know, here across Ontario um, are really starting to look favorable um, in lifting, um, I guess you could say, um, most of them, three quarters of the restrictions Starting today, March the 1st, Ontario lifts nearly all major COVID-19 restrictions. Spring is just around the corner. Not far off. But you know, back in, you know, you think about this, you know, back in 20... uh, March 2020, you know, this is basically really when, you know, all these restrictions um, started and locking down hard. You know, by the time the kids, you know, had started to March break, you know, they were out of school for the rest of the school year back in 2020. You know, first time for, you know, for the students to be introduced to, you know, online learning and parents too. We never experienced any of this in our lifetime. The only time I was out of school is either I was homesick when I was a kid or it was a snow day or the summer holidays. You know, everything that we've gone through these past two years, 
I mean, I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. You know, it's been, it's been really difficult, you know, for a lot of people, families, single people, businesses, You know, the factories could stay working, warehousing could stay working. Of course, the trucking industry would stay working, but all other non-essential businesses throughout this entire pandemic would have to shut their doors. And then when things got better, well, then we could open up the doors, you know, only have 25 people in the restaurant if you were lucky. Warmer weather came, you could have more people on the patios. You know, the one spring and summer, actually I think it was last year, spring and summer. You know, as, as spring came along, we got into April and the weather started getting nicer and, and then the uh, golf courses were opening up and people getting out there on the golf course and, you know, people doing more outdoor activities. And then for some reason, I don't know, the premier just felt that, oh, geez, you know, golfing, you know, that's not a, that's not a good idea. You know, we shouldn't be golfing. We shouldn't be playing tennis. And I think, I think it was last spring too, when they, they even like closed like the, 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 uh, the parks to the kids and everybody just like went, what the hell are you doing? You know, the kids have to have some place to play, right? So then I guess, you know, he changed his mind, the pyramid changed his mind and, and then opened back up the playgrounds and stuff for the kids. But then you still couldn't go play golf. You couldn't go play tennis. You know, any outdoor like that. You couldn't even go and shoot basketball hoops. I mean, especially when it came to tennis, I mean, how much further could you be apart? And then, of course, you know, doing a physical activity outdoors. You know, through everything that we all been through, you know, it was a, it was a breakaway. You know, Ontario was the only place in North America where you could not play around the golf. That was so ridiculous. And it wasn't until later in, in, in the, in June when the premier of Ontario finally got a brain. Oh, everybody can go play golf now. I guess it's, it's safe to go do that now. Oh, you can go play tennis too, even though you're 50 yards from one another. Oh, sure. Go shoot the hoops. You know, it was, it was just, you know, outdoor, safe activities and, and those ones and those ones in particular you know being banned i mean i thought that was just 
that was just really stupid on the part of the government. But anyway, so starting, you know, starting today, March 1st, Ontario lifting nearly all of the COVID-19 restrictions, bringing the province the closest it's been to a pre-pandemic state since spring of 2020. In effect of today, Ontario lifted its proof of vaccination requirement for indoor non-essential settings. So you don't have to have that vaccine certificate anymore to go dine in a restaurant, go to a movie theater, go to a sporting event, go to an indoor concert, go to the mall to sit in the food court, go to your favorite coffee shop. Don't need that vaccine certificate anymore. But what the government did do is said that if business if, if, if businesses out there still want to opt in using the vaccine certificate, they can. Nothing to do with the government. The business itself, if they don't feel comfortable enough to have unvaccinated people in their establishments, then it'll be entirely up to that business. Nothing to do with the government. Capacity limits in all other indoor public settings were also lifted today. The limit for indoor social gatherings have been increased to 50 people with the limits of outdoor social gatherings have been removed altogether. You can have 50 people. You can have a big party in your house of 50 people. Masking, uh, now when it comes to masking, the masking uh, requirements remain in place. And while the Ontario government hasn't set a date for this, mask mandates, um, when they will be lifted, the premier says he doesn't know. He says it's not far away, but he doesn't know exactly. I've heard mid-March. Now they're saying it could be after the March break. Now, vaccine requirements in industries such as long-term care, home, and health care remain in place for now. And the province has also said that businesses are permitted to keep the proof of vaccination requirements in place if they choose to do so. Like I said, if they want to keep that in place, then that would be entirely up to the business. And that could be any business. That could be the gym. That could be the restaurant. If that particular establishment wants to keep these vaccine certificates in place, it would be entirely up to them. See, when it comes to masking, then, you know, because when you go into a restaurant, you have to wear that mask when you walk into the restaurant. And when you sit down at the table, you can remove that mask. Now, you're going to have a whole place full of people because the capacity limit in that restaurant has been lifted. 
So you're going to have faxed people and you're going to have unfaxed people. And you're not going to know who they are. No one's going to know who's faxed and who's not. And you can sit at your table without your mask on until you get up from the table. Whether to go use the restroom or you walk outside to have a smoke, if that's what you do. Same with the sporting events. Mask will be required except if you're eating or drinking. So when should the mask mandate be lifted? Because you're going to be in these public settings, in these indoor public settings. And more so at a restaurant because, I mean, it's more confined than it is a large arena. Where nobody has to wear their mask as long as they are sitting at the table. And besides, when we had... You know, before this last, you know, closures and restrictions and all this stuff, you know, um, when we had full capacity at the, at the big, at the big arenas, there was a lot of people, I mean, there was, I mean, I wouldn't say majority of the people, but there was a lot of people that, you know, followed the rules. They wore the mask if they weren't eating or drinking. And others just had it under their chin or they hang it, had it hanging off their ear or they had it above their head or they had it covering their eyes, you know, however they felt comfortable wearing the mask, but not wearing it properly. And of course, I mean, it's, that's going to happen and there's really not a lot you can do about it because you don't have to have a proof of vaccine in order to go to a sporting event. Should be, should we be waiting additional two weeks, three weeks before we lift this mask mandate now see we had a a a three a, a three step plan and each of them was supposed to go 21 days hello Bro, I was hoping you would podcast again. Man, you could, you're you like a fucking hero. Everyone's, <laughs> everybody's talking about you truckers from the north where I live. Really? Yes. Where do you live? <laughs> I, I live in the Detroit area. Okay, just over in, in Michigan there, the other side yeah. of, of Windsor, the Ambassador Bridge. Yeah, I used to listen to your podcast on Saturday mornings. Okay. 
Well, and thank you for coming sudden, back. It was like, you know, they all probably didn't know there actually was a Canadian trucker doing a podcast for a long time, not just because of all the shit that went down. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. That's awesome. Tomorrow. Yeah, well, you know, I've been out here. Um, what is this now? Just uh, two years and a few months. Uh, I'm sorry. I'll have to. I'm going to call back soon. I have to go. Oh, sure, no problem. My, it's it's family. Okay, no problem. Thanks for calling in. I hope you can come back on the show. Well, I guess I'm popular over there in Michigan. I'm from Ontario, Canada. You know, um, you know, even to, like so these three step plan that we had. Uh, to, you know, they were going to go 21 days each. And then the province would monitor the public health trends and, you know, see where we're we're at and stuff like that. And so far, you know, I think when we, the first first one, so going into the second um, phase of these three steps, I think we, we were like five days early, which was really nice to see. You know, and then um, we're early again um, because this is March 1st and they were talking it was going to be, well, probably the middle of March before we'd even see, you know, step three. And that so, um, Yeah, so originally, you know, February the 17th, in which we saw the social gathering limits increase to 50 people indoors and 100 people outdoors. And the capacity limits um, settings where proof of vaccination was required also lifted. And venues that um, host sporting events or concerts were allowed 50% seating capacity while indoor weddings, funerals, and other religious services um, were were, um, capped. But however, many people for how many people that could fit in with, uh, with physical distancing in place. But all that has changed and, you know, we've sort of like just like jumped ahead. You're almost like a time warp, you know, it's like, wow, it just seems like yesterday we got hit with this and we're just coming out the other side and it just, I know it just feels sudden. But of course, you know, whether you believe in, in, in the science or what top doctors are talking about and stuff like this, you know, and plenty of them have come out and said, this is something that we're just going to have to live with. We're just going to have to live with it. You know, and we cannot keep having these restrictions. I read articles a couple of days ago, the top doctor in Canada, you know, well, you know, you know, Ontario, I mean, we're the most populated province of all of Canada, you know, somewhere around 18 million people live in Ontario, the largest province, you know, with a population of 37 million people in all of Canada. Oh, you know, we have to be 
she says, oh, no, we have to be so careful, you know, and, and you know, we got to be prepared to take a few steps back. You know, we might have to, you know, mandate some new restrictions. And I'm thinking to myself, would you stop already with the fear mongering? Right? I mean, we're not children. You know, I'm sure, you know, at at, at some point in time during the Spanish flu, you know, after all the restrictions they had gone through, eventually, they didn't live with it. Just live with it. Now, man, I'm telling you, you know, when I, and, and there's, there's, there, I think there's another, there's another, um, uh, disease and infection doctor, you know, he's out of Toronto and he's kind of, you know, following the shadows of, of the top doctor of Canada. And I'm thinking, don't even go there. At some point in time, yeah, it might spike. Right now, it's getting a lot easier. I don't know if it's the change of season. We had a long, hard winter is what we've had. And no, winter's not over. Winter's not done with us yet because spring isn't until the 20th of March. But still, the long, hard winter of, of being businesses shuttered. You know, through, you know, throughout the summertime, because I'm a summer person, you know, I rather, I rather be sitting on a patio somewhere on a nice hot summer day having a cold beverage than sitting indoors at a, at a restaurant. I mean, yeah, I like to support them, yes, and, and get out and, and watch the odd sporting event on a big screen. But I, like when it comes to winter, I mean, I just, I don't, I do, well, I don't like the cold. Don't have to, you know, got to wear a sweater, got to have that heavy coat on. It's just too much. And, you know, in, the, in this COVID shit, you know, it's just too much. See, it doesn't, so when it comes, getting back to the mask mandate, it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to be opening up and you're going to have, so you're going to lift the vaccine, proof of vaccine to be in a restaurant or a movie theater or, or wherever, 
and you can be sitting at your table with your friends or your family or maybe, you know, whatever amongst the vaxxed and the unvaxxed. Because you don't have to wear your mask when you're sitting at the table in the restaurant. Only if you get up from the table. And large venues, well, same thing. They will keep the mask. Where you know, this is where I really think that they should do this, and, and that's in in um, the retirement homes, the nursing homes, and the hospitals. You know, especially the hospital because that's where sick people go, and not sick from 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 um, Omicron, just sick people in general. You go to the hospital because you're sick. You don't have to be sick to go to the hospital. Maybe you broke your arm. Maybe you broke your foot. You know, maybe you're do-it-yourself or at home doing home renovations and maybe you chopped off a couple ends of your fingers. People go to the hospital for, for many different reasons. So those places and those settings, you know, maybe they should keep the mask mandate. At least do that, you know, especially, you know, eventually the weather is going to be getting a whole lot nicer. So, I mean, if you have parents who are in a retirement home or a nursing home and stuff like that, you know, as the weather gets nicer, you can get them out into the fresh air. You know, I, you know, today I was looking and I was just curious. I was curious about how many long-term care homes have any outbreak still. And I think it was something like 187 long tear, long-term care homes in the whole entire province. That's still quite a bit. That's still quite a bit. And the one that I know here in the city that I reside, <clears throat> My parents reside, uh, reside there and they were in lockdown for a month, a month. The first time, I mean, th that was just like last month. So it was like the middle of January to the middle of February. And the first time in this whole two years of this pandemic was the very first time that happened in that retirement home. We couldn't go in. Even if you were vaccinated, you couldn't go in. But I didn't think it was gonna last for a month, but it lasted for a month. So if they're going to, I mean, if they're going to do this, you know, with all this, with all this stuff, I mean, outdoors, you don't have to wear a mask. It uh, doesn't matter how many people you have outdoors. I mean, 
the limit the limit is the sky so it doesn't it, um, social distancing has nothing to do with it so like I said if you want to have a big outdoor backyard party you know you can do that so but still I mean the the, uh, the chances are you know you could or maybe not get COVID. But it's got to be, you know, it's got to be a relief. You know, and, and for some, you know, and, and for maybe for, I don't know, maybe a lot of people. Hey, how you doing? It's the moody way. I'm fine. What's up? Well, a lot of things are up. A lot of things are picking up. A lot of things are are getting better here um, across Ontario, um, Canada. Now, of course, you know if you if you follow follow any news and stuff like that, you know about that freedom convoy um, that took place in Ottawa, Ontario, which is the capital of Canada. Some may, some may say that, you know, um, I came down pretty hard on them. I don't think so myself. That's my opinion. You know, the thing, first of all, you know, the thing, part of that was I heard of and read up on even before this was even thought about this freedom convoy of who these organizers were and this was supposed to be a trucker protest and then you have the far right jumping on the backs of the truckers piggybacking to Ottawa Raising all this money started with GoFundMe. You know, oh, it's for the truckers. You know, for their meal, their lodging, their fuel. Now, at the end of the day, you know, why it went on so long how how and why it went on for so long there's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of discussion about that at the federal level at the provincial level and at the municipality level where it failed well it failed everywhere You know, the, the organizers, not the truckers, but the organizers, they had, a, 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 as they were traveling along the ways from, from, from British Columbia, Alberta, all from out west, making their way across Canada, making it very clear what they wanted. They wanted all the restrictions lifted. 
they wanted the government to abolish itself. Trudeau resigned. See, governments just don't abolish themselves. It doesn't work that way. The government will never will never be abolished. There will always be a government. You know, they want the governor general to abolish the government. The governor the governor general of Canada doesn't have the authority to do such thing. So they knew, I mean, if, if the prime minister and other leaders were watching the news and listening to what these organizers are saying, I'm talking about the truckers in general, the organizers of what they were saying. And even saying that once we're there, we're not leaving until they meet our demands. And I was listening to them, you know, and thinking demands. Hmm. Terrorists make demands. Hostage takers make demands. So they decided they would hold the city of Ottawa hostage. Barricade all the roads with the big rigs and cars. Not just the main road there on Wellington across from the Parliament buildings, but adjacent streets as well, because there was well over 500 vehicles, trucks and cars, and then people. Now, generally, when you have a lawful protest, you come and you protest and then you go home. But that wasn't on their, that wasn't their agenda. Three weeks of it went on. You know, more stuff started to come in. They got the big tents. You know, they had the hot, the, uh, the inflatable hot tubs. The bouncy castles. For the young and the old, it didn't matter. If you like the bouncy castles, you go into the the bouncy castles. Candy apples and candy floss. It was just a three a three ring circus going on. Unlawful. Yeah, it 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 became unlawful. People can argue the point that. Oh, that was a, that was just a protest. That was just a peaceful protest. If it was so peaceful, and this was another thing that blew my mind about it, is that it took a non-government individual, a civilian, to get an injunction from the courts about the noise. You know, he had the trucks blowing the air horns all day and half the night for days on end and weeks on end. 
But the mayor couldn't get the injunction. The police couldn't get the injunction. Federal government couldn't get the injunction. The premier of Ontario couldn't get the injunction. No, it took a citizen to step up and get an injunction. That just blew my mind. And then the Ottawa police. The men and women, the men and women in blue. I respect them, I do. I respect the police, I respect the law. I mean, you have, I mean, when it came to the weekends, you'd have over 5,000 people on the weekends. And then when people went home after the weekend, you would dwindle down to, you know, 600 people. Well, what does the city police force have? And, you know, Ottawa is, Ottawa is set up so different because it's the capital. You know, they have, they have federal, provincial, and the municipality, like the city police. And each of them can't go into each jurisdiction and enforce the law. And the uh, now the ex police chief was always saying, "No, we we need we need more police. We need more stuff." You know, and as I'm watching this all go on, I'm thinking to myself, "This was a few days, probably about five days." I was thinking to myself. Why doesn't the federal government just enact the Federal Emergency Act? Because then the federal, which is the RCMP, and then you have the Ontario Provincial Police and you have the city police. They can go in each, each in all the jurisdictions and enforce the law. And then like five days later, the prime minister is up in front on national TV and acting the Federal Emergency Act. Well, Jesus, I mean, people just about fell off their chairs or they did fall off their chairs and thinking, what the hell is he doing? And then, you know, we're thinking, well, we didn't need the Federal Emergency Act to, 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 to clear the, to clear the uh, barricades at the Windsor, uh, Detroit, the Ambassador Bridge. Eventually, they, they cleared up the one in Coots, um, Alberta. Without the Federal Emergency Act. But they didn't have five, six hundred people. And trucks and cars. like they did in the streets of downtown Ottawa. So when that was enacted, that gave the, the, the government a wide range of powers. One step short of calling in the military. 
which we didn't want that to happen. But for infrastructure, one, the economy, two, because it wasn't just starting to affect it here in Canada and Ontario, it started to affect the United States because they're even blocking trucks from even going over the bridges or at least trying to, but certainly blocking them from trying to come back and making them even take a longer routes and hours even longer in order to get the goods across. So that was another power that the government had. Freeze all of the money raised by these organizers. These truckers didn't raise all this money. The first one from uh, GoFundMe. These were the organizers. These are the far right. They had their own political agendas. See, the truckers just wanted the government to lift the mandates on the vaccine of the trucking industry. That's all they wanted. That's all that protest was going to be about. But when these organizers saw what was that, thought this is fantastic idea. This would be the best way we could raise money for our own political cause. And then laws were being broken. I mean, GoFundMe, they, you know, support legitimate causes, law-abiding citizens. They just, a, a, a cause that's important, not criminal activity, whether people like it or not. That was stopped by GoFundMe. I hope you got your money back. That was around 10 million. So once that got stopped, all the organizers thought, oh, we'll just use give send go. See, with all this stuff going on. With the, with the Federal Emergency Act, we can seize that money. And when it comes in, in into the, the, the cryptocurrency, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, you buy and sell it. But then to buy something, it has to be turned into a currency in order to purchase something. So the minute that happens, the government seizes it. Four people, these organizers, whether people like it or not, are sitting in a jail cell. All four have had their bail denied. One of them 
is concerned that well he well he's concerned he you know he's afraid that you know he might get you know jailhouse jail jailhouse covid well maybe he should have thought of that before you know he's not just being charged with with the stuff that he's being charged with he's got other charges you know, he, he's a, a veteran criminal and always has been. He's also a racist. And he flaunts that. Now, the main organizer, you know, she's a woman. Should I feel sorry for her because she's a woman? No. She was very vocal. Even when she was being arrested, she was hollering, hold the line. She's a mother. She's a wife. She's from Alberta. But she too is still sitting in jail in Ottawa, Ontario. There's only one of them that I know of. Well, one of them, yeah, has only got bail. And he's back home in Alberta. Seems like all of them come from Alberta for some reason. I don't know what's going on uh, on in, in Alberta. You know, but anyways. Could be facing a lengthy jail sentence and fined up to $200,000. Now with all this money that the courts are actually hanging on to, it's all in trust, there is a $306 million class lawsuit against these organizers. Three hundred and six million. You know, they even they even went as far as had they 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 called it the war they call it the war wallet. And I just had to just laugh my ass off at this one. It was so that if anybody would um, smear their name, harass them. that they would sue you or try to sue you for defamation of character. They all have a history. You couldn't smear them any more than they smeared themselves. They had so much mud on their face, you couldn't put any more mud on their face and smear it. All for not, you know, so when, when, you know, maybe they didn't like it. A lot of people, I'm not just saying them. I mean, a lot of people in general, 
you know, saying, you know, this is just taking too long to, you know, to lift these mandates, lift the restrictions and, and stuff like that. Let's just get on with it. You know, there's still, you know, there's still people out there, you know, just, you know, small, you know, protests, just hanging about, you know, we're in this until all the mandates are, are, are lifted or restrictions are, are lifted, you know, and we're pretty much there except for the mask mandate. So why, so why did they go through all that trouble? I mean, yeah, we had to go through these three, three stages and we went through these three stages before throughout this entire pandemic. Nobody here is a winner or a loser. The thing is, is that these mandates, restrictions, you know, these, this three stage, these three step plan, you know, has been in effect for a while. And then, you know, you know, and when it came to the truckers, these are, these were, um, they weren't company drivers. They're owner operators. They own their own rigs. You know, because the federal government mandated that the the uh, the trucking industry be vaccinated in order to cross back into Canada wasn't so much crossing into the United States. That was never the issue. Right. But Biden, his plan was to do the same thing. That all foreign nationals, regardless if you're a trucker or not, all foreign nationals entering the United States via the land borders must provide proof of vaccination. So even if the federal government here in Canada said, okay, well, we'll just lift the mandates on that. They still couldn't cross in, into the United States. But they wanted to make, they wanted you to believe that they could no longer work. Now, I've been in this industry for 32 years. Right? They wanted you to believe that they couldn't work. They could easily work. Could have just stayed here on this side of the border, run, run east, west coast. So a lot of truckers in this country do that. Same with the United States. Got a lot of truckers in the United States that just run, run the United States. They don't never ever cross the border into Canada. So they could have worked. But the fallout of this, and for a lot of them, is that 
and even companies that supported it, trucking companies that even supported it, lost their operating licenses. Personal vehicles, plates taken by the Ministry of Transportation. So they say they can't work. Well, now they can say they can't work. But before they could. I wasn't going to cry them a river. I've been in this industry far too long to know that there was never a shortage of work. The industry's always had a shortage of drivers and we always will. Not just here in Canada, United States, the trucking industry all over the world. Always have a shortages of drivers. Never a shortage of work. So with these mandates or restrictions, as we call them, you know, all the major health restrictions being lifted starting today here in Ontario. And I still hear people, you know, we want our freedom back. You know, hollering freedom in a free country really sounds ridiculous. And if you think you have it so bad, look what's going on in Ukraine. Oh, they're losing their freedom. They've got something to holler about. And if you want to donate to something, you want to donate to a, a good cause, donate money for the Ukraine for the Ukraine, uh, Ukraine people. There's a good cause. And I've always, you know, I've, you know, I've always said that, you know, um, man, you don't know how good you have it in a democracy, in a free country. A lot of people out there, I'm telling you, you have no idea how good you have it. You want to holler freedom. Go to North Korea and holler freedom. Go to China and holler freedom. Hell, go to Russia and holler freedom. You just simply disappear. Nobody know where you went. Nobody would even know they even existed. Then you'll have a reason to holler freedom. In all my, you know, in all, in all my journey to work, you know, I passed through a couple small towns to get to work. And a small town, it's a family-oriented little town and stuff like that. And see the, the, uh, the F.U. Trudeau flags 
blowing in the wind on the front lawn. That's great for the kids, isn't it? Hey, what are you teaching your kids? Good parenting. You know, thumbs up. Thumbs up for that. Gotta be fucking kidding me. You know, it's 5.30 in the morning. I should stop, park my car across the street, take the flag, take it out of the ground, fucking throw it in the garbage. You know, first of all, when it comes to the federal government, it's got nothing to do with provincial. Trudeau's federal. Doug Ford is provincial. These are provincial restrictions, and the federal government can't write, can't override the province. Or except when he enacts the Federal Emergency Act, because if the province can't get its act in order, then that's what's going to happen. That's what did happen. But besides that, it's got nothing. These these restrictions across the whole province of Ontario has nothing to do with the federal government. Only the federal restrictions. And the trucking industry is federal. So when I see these signs on people's front lawns, and you know, I, I know it's a small community, I know it's a small family community, and I see these FU signs, FU Trudeau on these front lawns, I'm thinking, what the hell are you keep teaching your kids? Well, it's got nothing, these, these, these restrictions have nothing to do with the federal government in the province. It's the premier of the province. It's like the, the governor of your state in the United States. President of the United States is not going to govern your state. He's the president of the United States. This, that's why you have a governor. That's why you elect a governor for your state. This is why we elect a premier for the province. And hollering freedom in a free country. I never heard anything so stupid in all my life. Unbelievable. But what's this freedom, this this freedom convoy going to Washington? Well, you lost all your freedom in the United States. You got no more freedom. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, the thing is, you know, ladies and gentlemen, not all of us, well, maybe all of us, you know, we, we take our, our freedoms and liberties for granted. Maybe that's the problem. You know, what was another thing that was really funny, I found really funny, is that Canadians... You know, um, hollering about their First Amendments. We don't have a First Amendment here in Canada. I thought, man, how freaking stupid 
you gotta be. You're Canadian. We don't have a First Amendment. In our Constitution, there's no such thing as a First Amendment in our Constitution. And they're, and they're hollering about the First Amendment in Canada. I'm thinking, oh my freaking God. Unbelievable. I mean, if you don't know what you're talking about, you don't know what you're hollering about, or you don't know what you're protesting about, and you want your you want your first amendments and you're Canadian, I think you better go back and re-educate yourself on the charters and freedoms here in Canada. Because there's no First Amendment. You don't even know what you're protesting for. If you want your First Amendments back here in Canada because we never had a First Amendment. Unbelievable. Now, like I said, all the major restrictions are being lifted starting today. And the masks will be the last to come off. A couple weeks, perhaps. Where exactly? Will you not have to wear them? Maybe we'll still have to wear them in the healthcare. Go into a hospital, doctor's office, go to a nursing home, retirement home. Maybe they'll be the only places that would have to wear them and then any other place wouldn't have to worry about. Yeah, we all have the right to protest. We do. A lawful protest, not an unlawful protest. People can argue it all day about that occupation in Ottawa. What may have started out as a lawful protest end up being an unlawful protest. So to my fellow Canadians here across Ontario, These restrictions are over. All we need to do now, ladies and gentlemen, is just, you know, heal from all this.
start getting along better. Everybody's at everybody's throat over these mandates and restrictions and these vaccines. It's time just to move on and just get on with your everyday daily life. You know, friendships broken up over this. Marriages broken up over this. Families fighting over this. It's time just to move on. It really is. I'm sure we can handle it. I mean, we're all supposed to be we're all supposed to be an adult. We're all supposed to act like an adult. We're all supposed to be responsible and show our children responsibility. And teach them responsibility. So you only learn what you teach them. If you're going to teach them to hate, they're going to hate. Whether it's white supremacy or just hate the government. Or whatever it may be, that's what they're going to learn. And that's really unfortunate. They don't get to grow up and, and make their own choices. Because they're taught at an early age just to hate. Or dislike anything. Just count your lucky stars, I guess. Be thankful for everything that you have. You want to speak out? You want to speak out about something? Then speak out against Russia. Support Ukraine. Whether you give $5, $10, $20, $100, whatever you can donate to help. There's a cause. There's an important cause. We need to get over ourselves. Stop taking shit for grant for granted. And support something worthwhile because supporting the country of Ukraine is important. So if you can, even a little bit goes a long ways. I want to thank you for taking the time out here to come out here on the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Take care and uh, enjoy your week. And as things come along, because this is just kind of like another odd night out for me, a Tuesday night, I'm generally not out here. Because I usually work really like, 
you know, really long days. Today wasn't too bad. You know, getting at work at 6 o'clock in the morning, not getting home till 6.30 tonight. Sometimes it's later than that, but not able to not have my brain all full of fog and be able to concentrate. And that, um, hopefully again, this, this, uh, maybe Thursday, you know, something comes up interesting to talk more about and that, and, uh, um, I know I only gave a lot of people out here a couple of hours. I think it was maybe, yeah, maybe two hours. You know, my followers out there, if you are following me, you would get the notification. I think you do anyways. You get the notification that, um, well, Trucker's going to be on at 830. You know, maybe you can come on the show and listen. That's great. If not, you can always listen to it later because, you know, after I'm done this episode here, um, it gets published and it goes worldwide. So thank you for all the likes. Thank you for joining me on the show. Thank you for staying me staying on the show, the length of the show. I really appreciate that. I do appreciate all of you. And uh, yeah, take care and be safe. Give your loved ones a hug and stay out of trouble. And uh, hopefully we'll talk again during the weekdays. And of course, I'll be back on, on the weekends like I normally am. Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings. Now, before I go, um, you've probably been on the show. I've had uh, CRISPR from Ontario. Um, I'm hoping uh, he, he he's like a sometime a sometime co-host and, and I'm hoping uh, this Sunday we've been talking and that and uh, hopefully he'll be um, live um, here in this little makeshift studio that I have set up and that so hopefully He'll be back on doing some co-hosting. I don't know it will be on a regular basis, but when he can, um, he'll be on the show. So hopefully it'll it'll be this Sunday that he's actually live sitting right, right beside me here with the other headset on and talking into the other microphone. So looking forward to that. And, um, yeah, just get out there, people, and enjoy your day, enjoy your work, whatever you do. And uh, we will talk soon. Thank you for joining me. Take care. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. This is the Truckers Podcast.